0: what's up everybody you're listening to the plain sight podcast this is alex here with my good old buddies my good old pals cam jordan cam what is up uh not a whole lot just chilling zach what it is what i do baby you know just hanging out
1: at home Ooh, two more two I more like weeks that. till i graduate that's all i'm asking two for. more weeks until <laughs> you virtually
0: graduate yeah. i'm so excited are you what, um, what day do you graduate
1: it was May ninth, ten a.m. It's still the rallying cry, but graduation has now been moved to August first. Oh, yours is now. in August. For okay. now, <laughs> ours is during homecoming next fall in October. Ooh, which is kind of weird. What a weird thing! Like I never, I never pictured that I was going to have to wait after the summer, after I finished school, to graduate again. I always jokingly said I wasn't going to walk because I didn't care. And I was instead just going to like backpack in Europe. (laughs) Now I'm doing neither. I'm backpacking through (laughs) the dining room. So.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are. And I'm so proud of you, beautiful boys. But today we're wrapping up our Marvel series by going through just a staple of all these movies. And that is the original Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. Zach, now it's time for our second favorite segment of the podcast. Take it, Backery, with Zachary. Give it to us.
1: I love that that you've ranked words that vaguely rhyme with my name in terms of their (laughs) title ability.
0: Don't say vaguely. (laughs) It is a direct rhyme, okay? Yeah, Backery and Zachary are Well, maybe
1: the problem is that Backery is objectively not a word. (laughs) That is a fair argument. I will give you that one. Uh, So The Avengers, uh, released in 2012, directed by Joss Whedon, uh, was the first cinematic uh bringing together of some of our favorite superheroes we had robert downey jr's iron man chris evans captain america chris Hemsworth's thor uh mark ruffalo's hulk um, and a number of other characters Uh, teaming up on the big screen for the first time um, it's a movie that grossed 1.5 billion dollars which is just an unbelievable amount of money Um, and i gave it plenty of that because i know i saw it at least two or three times uh, this is was the first cinematic introduction of Thanos, who would become a big deal um, in another few years, uh, just a brief cameo at the very end of the credits. Um, tells the story of uh, Loki coming to the planet Earth um, in search of the Tesseract, uh, an, an object of cosmic power, um, and the Avengers <coughs> coming together and uh, battling to stop him that's pretty good. I'll take that. You know what I realized today when I was watching this is that the Avengers is like our Harry Potter in the way of like the way that my sister who's six years older like grew up loving Harry Potter like they all came out when she was in high school or middle school and like the way I watch the Avengers and where it takes me back is very similar to what Harry Potter does for her. It's like our generation's Harry Potter or like you know 90s Star Wars what that was for them like I think the Avengers represents that for us like the the nerdy <laughs> representation of like the generation of cinema I guess yeah it's it's almost like you could you can tell like who you hung out with in middle school by determining whether somebody was more into Harry Potter or the Avengers yeah um, you could kind of like figure out you could you could tell what crowd you ran with if you could get the answer to that question.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm trying to imagine. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, like, little middle schoolers, uh- like meeting up in the hallway wearing like one side's wearing like Iron Man masks and having like <laughs> the big foam Hulk hands and the plastic Captain America shield then the other side's got like weird wands and the big like sorting hat yeah it's and, middle school gang wars and i think we like all know pretending who's to be a win cat that fight.
1: <laughs> pretending to be a cat well no those are the ones who liked cats that's a yeah. whole different cats different the musical school. is a whole different you
0: brought up cats in a previous podcast um, are we gonna do it? a cats podcast? No, uh, we're not. Hopefully not. That's I guess that's TBD. Cats, cats but, in the hats. I think <laughs> I I was never a very intent movie watcher, uh, just because who knows why. Um, and I remember going to see this, but to be honest, I really don't remember a lot of it. Like there are the big moments you remember, like um, I'm always angry. And <laughs> that's probably about it, if we're being super honest. Of course, With that's the, the one thing that, you like, remember. I can clearly, <laughs> clearly remember. Um, but one thing I did notice about the movie was it starts off pretty slow and kind of awkward, in my opinion, which, I mean, most movies like this do because you have to, like, get the story of, well, he came from here and she came from here. And where was this person? Um, but once you get to that scene where like they attack the big plane thingy and Bruce Banner goes all Hulk and crazy, like from there on you just hit the ground running and I couldn't step away.
1: Oh yeah, it's like nonstop once that first because there's there's the you know the opening stuff in like the bunker where Loki first shows up and they kind of chase yeah. him. There's like a car chase, but after that there's really not a big action set piece until loki and hawkeye attack the helicarrier like it's Mm -hmm. it it really like lets you sit with characters and you get like the iron man captain america thor fight um kind of in the middle when they're meeting but that's not even a big thing because you just know they're going to team up at the end of it um but it lets you kind of like learn how these people are working together before the threat is put directly in front of them and before like they know what their end goal is
0: Speaking of the Iron American Iron American. Oh my gosh. Um oh Lord Jesus, we might have to end the pod. Speaking of the Iron Man uh Thor Captain America thing, I did have a moment where when Thor just goes crazy and Captain America uh uses that shield. The shield, oh my goodness, that's and like the whole moment. forest is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was pretty dope. I'm and not going to And they kept lie. using
1: that as a team-up move in every Avengers movie after that, because in Age of Ultron, yep. they do a thing where he hits the shield and it hits a bunch of people, and then in Endgame, when... Nothing will ever compare to that moment. When Captain in America Endgame. has both, and he's just hitting the shield with the hammer and, and using that as, like, a ranged attack, man... I remember when I clever. went to see clever, in-game. I went to see it at Alamo Drafthouse in Springfield at 8 a.m. I skipped class <laughs> to go see it because I couldn't see it the night it came out because I was at work. So I went the next day and I didn't want to have any spoilers. And so I remember when that moment happened, the whole theater just went crazy. Oh, yeah. I've never had a, a theater respond to any specific moment like that. That was nuts. I remember getting the response kind of like that in in the first one when that hero shot happens and it's like the whole group of them and the camera pans That's around the circle. That's such an iconic That shot. has like wormed its way into like the most iconic pieces yeah. of cinematography in movie history because it's so specific and it's just so like powerful. Like the whole group of them just back to back and like... It cracks me up though because it's like... Iron Man, and it's the Hulk roaring, and it's also Black Widow reloading her handgun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's going to do it. That'll help.
0: Hey, man, she's sick with it, too. Let's not lie.
1: <laughs> well, she's talented, I say, you know. I think one of my favorite Iron Man moments comes in this movie, and it's when he first comes in to help fight with Captain America, and he hacks into the PA system mid-battle <laughs> and starts playing TNT Dynamite. As he lands, oh, just good. over this, like, German, like, fancy people, like, all kneeling before Loki, and he just comes flying. Like, that is such a good moment. And so, Iron Man, it's one of my top five favorite Iron Man moments, without a doubt. It's a good one.
0: One weird thought I did before we get into the serious stuff, there is that moment where they're all chilling out in, like, headquarters or whatever, they're like, oh, we found Loki. He's in Germany at a party. And then like all the Avengers are there by the end of the party, just like an hour later. <laughs> and I have absolutely no idea how that happens. They got there fast. Like <laughs> I understand. Thor
1: controls lightning with a hammer. So like I'm not ruling anything out.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like also it's not like you could ride with Thor with the hammer. Cause like you're getting shocked.
1: Sure, but like my whole point is in the same movie where Thor can control lightning with a hammer. I'm not going to rule out them being able to travel faster than I expected. Yeah.
0: All right. Whatever. Each one of these podcasts, we dive into our big idea. Guys, what's the big idea? How are we going to pull our faith from this? It's awesome. They punch each other. Um, they do cool things. How can we grow from it? Ready, set, go.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I think the thing that's you know special about this movie, um, I think it's what made this story special and what, what really worked. And I think... What works in this context um, is the way that the team comes together um, and the way that, you know, the team proves that they need each other. Um, and I think that really kind of harkens back to 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about um, being the body of Christ and, you know, one member of the body not being able to work without the other members of the body. The eye cannot say that it no longer wants to be an eye and it instead wants to be a foot. Um, yeah, yeah. And in the same way in this movie, when, when people want to function completely on their own, things don't work. You know, when, when Captain America tries to take on Loki in that scene we were just talking about at the very beginning, he's not winning that fight until Iron Man comes in, and even then, it's all a part of Loki's plan, um, and we don't see the team successful until the very end, <laughs> until the very end when they're all working together. Um, and when there's infighting in the group, it's, it's, you know, portions of the movie like the Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor fight. Or it's in, in the middle of the movie when they're all arguing about what to do with Loki's scepter. And, you know, uh, Bruce Banner is getting angry and starts, you know, holding the scepter up. And you get the, the iconic line, I think, when Captain America is looking at Iron Man. He says, take off the suit, what are you? And he says, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Which I gotta admit, that's a very good line, and he makes great an excellent line. point. <laughs> but Captain America's follow-up line is also really good. It's that's he said. It's also good. I know men who don't have half of that who are ten times the man you are. Ooh, that is a great line. That is killer. But I think I think that for me is the biggest thing to pull from this movie. That you know, even even with all of their individual strengths, like I would never argue that thor is not strong or that iron man is not a genius or that captain america does not have the world's greatest strength of will but even with all of those strengths they're not able to succeed individually it takes the entire team coming together for them to ever operate as a unit and and eventually take out the threat in in the closing moments of the movie it takes thor wielding lightning on the top of the empire state building while Captain America runs ground control with Black Widow, and while Hawkeye is up in the air, you know, keeping eyes on the sky. And sniping while, dudes. Exactly. Oh, it's so good. And Go while ahead. Iron Man is carrying a nuke into a wormhole. It takes all of those things happening at the same time, and right. any one of those being removed from the plan, and it's no longer successful.
0: I, yeah, and you're right. And the thing that I pull from it is, like, that's ridiculously hard to do. Like it's yeah. it's near impossible, like to un, to get a group of people together with different skill sets. And even though, like from the outside, and this is the weirdest thing, like when especially when you're coming into a new organization or you're looking at an organization from the outside in, like it's so easy to see. Well, yeah, they should do this and they should do this and they should do that. Um, but when you're in that scenario, a lot of times those situations those roles that need to be played don't fit the dreams and aspirations of the people in the group sure
1: and that that was true in in the story of the movie and also in the production of this movie um you know jeremy renner who played hawkeye has talked about like he didn't love the role that he was playing in avengers he got bored with the fact that he was kind of a henchman most of the movie and then came back and joined the team in the third act but the movie doesn't function the same if Hawkeye is not temporarily a member of Loki's team the movie doesn't work if you don't have that character who gets you know saved in the middle of the movie that that rejoins the team and I think it's important to recognize that like even if you have these grandiose ideas you have this thought of you know whatever you want to do to change the world or change your community sometimes it requires being a role player You know, sometimes you don't get to be the star of the team because sometimes you need somebody who's going to serve a purpose so that they can have their moment later.
0: The great philosopher Brad Stevens once said and actually says all the time, you have to be a star in your role. You better star in your role. You always can't be the star player, but you can be a star in your role, Cam. You're itching to say something. I just had to talk about uh, leader Brad real quick. <laughs> Did so you like how ahead. I
1: teed you up with the phrase "role player"? I gave that one to you yes. for free. Oh you my can, gosh! You can I was interrupt so excited. me to talk about basketball anytime, even if it's the Celtics. <laughs> I'll let that. I'll let that happen. Um, next time, talk about Carmelo Malone for me, though. Um, so I think if we if we look at a church. Um, and, and how their response to this is and, and kind of what this whole battle of how am I relevant in this equation uh, can, can be where like the Avengers, you know, is this issue of um, I want more of, you know, if you're Jeremy Renner, I want to be more relevant in, in this movie or, or whatever it may be as the body of Christ. I think we see a lot of people who, um, you know, I think of it as like a, a worship artist. Um, you know, my job when I was the drummer is not to play the the coolest beats that anybody's ever heard of. And I think we see that a lot. I think we see... I see it a lot with drummers, and maybe that's just because I recognize it there. People get up and they try and play these these huge beats, and they really try and steal the show, but, like, that's not your role in that situation.
0: And don't it, nobody care about your chops. Stay in the pocket. Right,
1: thank you. <laughs> like, you don't need double bass to play Elevation Worship, okay? But anyway, that's beside the point. I think... We get into this situation of like, what is your goal here? And we've yeah. talked about this on previous episodes, and I think there's something we all care about. It's this idea of like, is my goal here for people to look at me or to look at God? Mm-hmm. And, and if you're the Avengers, if you're, if you're Iron Man, is your goal to have everybody talk about how amazing Iron Man is? Or is your goal to, to save the world in this yeah. scenario? And if, if you don't know that, you're probably not in a position to be leading in the church right now.
0: And it's, well, it's also like I have to constantly, constantly, and this is like some revelation I had a couple years ago, is like I need to get into every debate, every argument, every conversation, every thought I have really with the open mind to say maybe I am wrong. Right. like it's it's our first reaction and it's just humanity to cling to what we believe as truth because it's why we believe it we believe it to be true but it's so we can get so blinded by that and we can hurt relationships and like you're saying we could fall short of our goals right because we're so caught up in i think we need to do this Why can't you just understand when both sides are doing that? Um, And there's this real power that I sort of felt when I went into meetings saying, man, I really believe in what I'm saying. I really am passionate about this. I think it's the right decision. But hey, maybe I'm wrong and I need to always keep that option in line because if I don't, I'm never going to be able to grow to be the leader or person I need to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it kind of speaks to um another thing that I've thought about this movie that everyone is required to play to their own strengths to win the final battle. You know, we talk about everybody needing to do something specific and and having an integral role in the finale, but it's also important that everyone is is falling back on the gifts that they specifically have. You know, of I course. may not have a gift for for missions work, but I might have a gift for music, you know, that's that's kind yeah. of where my passions lie. And in the same way, Iron Man, as powerful as he is and as much as he might be able to go out and, and kill these aliens, in the final moments of the final battle, his job is to run the perimeter and make sure none of the aliens get past a certain street marker in New York City and try to contain the damage. Right. You know? And, and as much as Hawkeye might think he can go down and punch guys, his role becomes hanging out on a rooftop and being the eyes in the sky for everybody, you know? And I think that's true in our lives. Uh, when we try to fill a role that maybe we're not designed to fill, when, when we try to, you know, uh, have have a job or have a position that maybe doesn't really make sense with what gifts we're given, because, you know, 1 Corinthians 12 also talks about we're all given different gifts, we're all given different abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're trying so hard to fill things that aren't that aren't ours to fill that's when we fail when we get so wrapped up in what we want to do all the time
0: i mean and this is it's so cheesy and it's so big and i'm gonna make my last celtics comment and then i'll leave (laughs) but like when you talk about like the thought of having a role so kendrick perkins grew up he was the number one recruit for his class all right kendrick perkins he was a big deal And then all of a sudden, this dude, LeBron James, grows a ton of inches. Everybody finds out about him. And all of a sudden, Perk is not that big a deal anymore. Right. You know, and he loses the spotlight. He gets drafted, ends up playing for the Celtics, winning a championship in 08. Um, And a lot of people don't understand just how big a deal he was because he didn't put up big numbers. But, like, for the biggest example is they win in 08. In 2010, they played that same Lakers team – Hurt gets hurt in Game 7. Kobe had 17 rebounds, and they end up grinding their way to a Game 7 win because there wasn't a Kendrick Perkins on the floor to clean the glass. Right. He wasn't scoring. He never had the ball in his hands. His job was to just get boards. And because he wasn't there, the team suffered greatly. But you'll never know about it if you're not a huge basketball fan. But without him, they wouldn't have won that first chip.
1: Well, and I think connected to that too, I think we can really easily look at this and say, okay, my role is with the the music team, so I don't need to worry about the missions team. Well, I don't yeah. need to worry about the kids ministry. But I, I think if you if you look at you know something like uh, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, which talks about iron sharpens iron, and I think if we're looking at ourselves as a team here, I think we need to to sharpen each other. I, I think Hawkeye if he didn't know everything else that was going around and how it was operating, he wasn't going to be able to do his job. Yeah. If you're in the music ministry or the kids ministry or the youth ministry, and you don't understand what else is happening, you can't just be an isolated island. You need to be a team. There's actually a, a song that I love that's kind of cheesy, but it's City on the Hill by Casting Crowns. And it kind of talks about like the the lyrics say, uh, did you hear the City on a Hill? Uh, and they're kind of talking about it. Um, It says, but they all started turning on each other. You see, the poets thought the dancers were shallow and the soldiers thought the poets were weak. The elders saw the young ones as foolish and the rich man never heard the poor man speak. And it's kind of talking about the divisiveness of like, they didn't recognize the other strengths. They actually all thought, I'm the best. My role here is the most important. And I think it's kind of the other side of this. But it goes on to say, um, while they were searching to find how to work together... The rhythm of the dancers gave the poets life. It was the spirit of the poets that gave the soldiers strength to fight. It was the fire of the young ones. It was the wisdom of the old. It was the story of the poor man that needed to be told. So I think it's this idea of like, just because you don't have the, the skill set to be in music ministry, doesn't mean you don't need to understand what the music ministry is doing. And you don't need to all work together and be inspired by each other. You have to work together it is one team with one mission it's it's not a bunch of little teams doing their job it's Mm -hmm. that's a part of it but it's it's all together still yeah yeah and i think that goes even even farther than in leadership you know it's not just about iron man cooperating with captain america cooperating with thor it also takes like guy playing galaga to be paying attention to incoming data and know where loki just showed up and you not know? playing Galaga, and maybe maybe not playing Galaga for a little bit. But it, it like it requires every member of the body, be that somebody who's <coughs> in leadership or somebody who's not in leadership. Um, and I think we get kind of wrapped up in in who's in charge of stuff a lot of time. Oh yeah, um, and not even just like designating who is who is the most important or the most in charge, um, but just you know wanting somebody else to be in charge and then i don't have to worry about it anymore wanting somebody else to take the fall for things and have the ideas for things and then i can just reap the benefits of that when in reality it takes you know sometimes it takes somebody calling you out for playing galaga on the on the bridge to know that actually i should be paying attention to the incoming data and I think it's specific in this movie that that character, it's specifically the same guy who ends up calling out that there are issues on board when Loki Mm. attacks in a little bit. It's that same guy that calls that out.
0: Yeah, and so I think what we're trying to say is sometimes you just got to know your role. Right. Um, And now we're going to talk about Loki, where we're going to tell everybody the um, importance of free will and freedom and being able to do as you please. So with that... (laughs) What, what a transition Is Loki I mean I, it's hard not to do it He's just so fascinating The idea of his whole Persona um, He has this weird like back and forth Like he's a villain but is he as Terrible of a person as other villains Or well, is he just this like jokester Of a weird dude
1: And like, it's it's hard to isolate This Loki because like Loki Cause has such a character arc from like every movie, and like he's good, then he's bad, then he's not bad, but he's also not him because he's pr- pretending to be Odin, and then he's also bad, but then he's good, and then he dies. And now for he's getting because... his own TV show, and it's a, damn, right. it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> like his arc is maybe the most confusing in the whole series.
0: Yeah, and like so the whole thing, the the birth of why he came to Earth. Like his whole plan is the idea that freedom is overrated. Right. If he was gonna make a a top five overrated, like he's probably gonna have like Andre Drummond and then freedom right up there. <laughs> you better <laughs> preach. I'm, okay, no, I'm gonna slow down. Go <laughs> and, ahead, go ahead. But so like and he has this, this talk in like when he everyone kneels to him and he's he's basically saying, Now, doesn't that feel like you're in your, your right place? And I'm obviously paraphrasing. But um, his whole idea is that people and just species and humans and whatever and other planets are meant to be ruled um, and that there needs to be a ruler and the ruled. And so that's fascinating, especially as we talk as Christians. Like, where is this line between um, structure And when does that cross over into a word we all like to use even when we're doing it, legalism? Um, (laughs) Like everyone loves to hate legalists. Even legalists like to talk stuff on legalists because they don't understand they're legalists. Like we all have those moments where we're like that in some aspects. Like how is structure good? Because we can all agree that like anarchy is not good. No structure is awful. Um, but too much structure is bad. What's that middle ground? What's the whole thought process we're trying to get to here?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the thing that, you know, what Loki's saying and and what the general ideology of like totalitarianism. That's that's what he's a picture of. And the guy, in, the other guy in that scene, calls it out that he's seen someone like him in Germany before, and there will always be men like him you know it, he's they're calling out that idea that he's a totalitarian leader and i think yeah. what that always misses is the thing that we have as christians and that's grace you know i think this mm-hmm. idea that one person has to be in charge and that that one person needs to control every aspect of everything misses the idea that you know god has put in front of us that there is forgiveness and that there is there's freedom in him while there's a set of rules, there's the freedom to make mistakes and still come back. Right.
0: Yeah. I, my favorite, maybe not my favorite, but one of my favorite quotes here is one of those Thor-Loki moments when they're fighting and like Thor's trying to get through to him. And Thor tells Loki, he says, you missed the truth of ruling, brother. The throne would suit you ill. Hmm. And like just getting to the heart problem of it all, Cam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, and I, I think...
1: I think there's, there's, there's two things here that are really interesting that I think are relevant here. Where like, I think as Christians, if we see this with, with every demographic is yeah. like, we want to have a spokesperson that represents us, right? So I think, you know, for, for Christians for a long time, it was like, it was Billy Graham, right? And I think that's kind of what Loki's speaking to is this idea of like, don't you all like want to have somebody who. Kind of rules you and I'm not saying Billy Graham was like a ruler in any way but like he was on the front lines representing what I believe so I didn't please have don't to get do
0: controversial that. please don't get controversial I'm, not getting
1: controversial. I'm <laughs> saying like he represented what what I believe therefore I didn't have to necessarily be the one publicly doing it of course yeah oh that's good and Go. so I think if if, if that's the case, then like I can afford to kind of be a back row Baptist and just sit here because like the mission is still getting done. It's just not by me. But instead, it's happening on a national level. It's like what we talked about with, with Spider-Man. We need the people who are going to be doing it locally too, and that's on, that's on us. But if we're so dependent on the people who are, are doing it nationally, if we're so caught up on this idea of like the only way I can tell my friend about Jesus is by bringing them to church so the pastor can actually do it, Right? Like that's this big misconception. But I think another interesting thing about Loki that we can we can talk about is why he is this way. And I think it's really connected to to this body of Christ idea is, you know, he talked about how jealous he was of Thor and he always lived like in the shadow of Thor. And I, I think we can all relate to a time where we felt we were in somebody else's shadow, or like we were comparing ourselves. Like for me, I run a lot of social media accounts, and PR is something that I do a lot. So a lot of what I have to do is you know, analytics about uh, you know, followers and likes, and it's easy to look at my own account and do the same thing. And in the social media age, we get in this time of comparison of the people next to us and think, okay, they're doing better than I am because they have more followers. Yeah. And I think that's where Loki was, in this place of like, Thor is better than me I don't belong, I can't do good because I'm not Thor, so let me be bad so I can be on the same level fighting for a different cause but the same amount of authority because that's what he was striving for was to be on Thor's level. But that wasn't his his role, kind of like we talked about. And he got so caught up in that idea of like, let me continue to compare myself and he was never going to live up. Mm, Yeah.
0: I think... It's so, it's so hard, and I mean, this is, like, for me, like, the big thing that I've, like, really grasped, especially over these last couple minutes as we've been talking, like, over this last week, like, I've just been really struggling with the idea of, like, patience in my role, you know, like, I'm such a dreamer, I have, like, all these ideas and things that I feel called to do, and things that I want to do, but, like, how do I maintain and stay patient? Like, I was telling Melody the other day, I was like, everyone always tells me I'm so wise for being patient, but I don't want to be patient, so am I really, like, what they think I am?
1: Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: And it's, like, this big thought of, man, I want to be there so bad, and I'm constantly having to check myself of, like, Alex, it's a long road. You got to play the long game. Like, Alex, you're doing the right thing. Um, But... Like, in the same way that Loki is constantly just this comparison issue with Thor and this inferiority complex, like, it's so easy for me to look at other people doing the things that I'm dreaming of doing, you know, doing the right. things that I feel called to do and say, man, I just wish I could be there. Hopefully, there's still a spot for me after they do this, you know? And mm, yeah. it's so easy to let that consume you. And so it's like, especially recently, even in these last couple of days, it's something I've really been fighting with. Um, and it's such a big thought and it's it's so easy to see how that can do the things that it did to Loki. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm going to use that to jump off into another thing I want to talk about, about Loki. Um, and that I think, um, he, he sort of exemplifies the idea of, of self-doubt brought in from the outside and even the identify the idea of, uh, spiritual warfare, um, you know, the middle yeah. third of this movie, with him on the ship and the team kind of tumultuously being together, um, I think is a really uh, a really apropos picture of what spiritual warfare is actually like. I think the you know the old joke is like, oh, there was feedback during worship today, The devil's in the sound system, kind of thing. <laughs> and when in reality, that's just somebody not knowing how to run the sound system the right way. <laughs> um, and, and I will stand by that point cause it's the truth. Amen. Yep. Um, Been there. But, but the, I think the truth of the matter is that there, there is this sort of, there can be an, an, an underlying tension. Um, and I think we see it in Avengers when, you know, that moment we talked about before where they're, they're arguing in the lab and Banner has picked up the, the scepter and Captain America and Iron Man are yelling back and forth at each other. And then eventually, you know, Hulk is chasing Black Widow and Thor and Hulk are fighting amongst the planes, that kind of thing. Um, and, and I think that's, that's where spiritual warfare really comes in, is not, you know, not in this larger idea of like, oh, well, something broke, that's the devil, or, you know... Somebody got us
0: again. Right. He,
1: he snuck on into the worship service one more time cuz the audio <laughs> cut out of this video package we prepared. Like that's not that's not the genuine version of it. Well, I think what does exist is the causing of infighting be that through, you know, seeds of doubt planted or seeds of jealousy planted like we've been talking about um, where where it causes people within the church to want to bicker with each other. You know, it, yeah. it causes people in leadership to not be willing to work out issues because they're too busy fighting back and forth amongst themselves and losing sight of what the actual end goal is. You know, When Captain yeah. America and Iron Man are arguing there in that lab, they're losing sight of the fact that they don't know what Loki's plan is. They're too busy you know, wanting to prove which one of them is tougher to actually be thinking about the fact that there is a larger purpose to be paying attention to.
0: It's such a fine line too though. Like there's it's so hard to say, you know, I've really had to open up over these last year, year and a half, like Alex, you got to stop shortchanging God. Like we're talking about the God of the universe here. Like mm. you got to stop thinking that he's not big enough to do these things or that he won't do big things. Um because I know he can and he has. Um uh, but I've just always sort of grown up with this mindset of like God's not a genie in a bottle, right? And God isn't, um, you know, I've the way I say it is I've never been a miracle signs and wonders guy, mm, you know? Yeah. And I've never been the guy that's like, like, just begging God, like, do this, do this, do this. Like, my regular prayer routine is very much like, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done. Like, God, I just want to fit into your plan, you know? And instead of me saying, God, I want you to do this, this, and this, A lot of it has been like, God, let me be okay with whatever your plan is. Like, change the heart, mold the heart. And that's been something that's been really formative for me. But also, it can get to the point where I'm saying, like, where I dismiss anything that has anything to do with spiritual warfare or God doing miraculous things. And I've had to really pull myself back in and say, you know, this stuff is real. How do I sense it? Because I can get kind of cynical about that stuff. Kind of right. Scrooge-like when people are like, well, the devil's back at it. And I'm like, please stop. Like, this is the last thing I want to talk about. Like, I my finger slipped and I didn't hit the slide. Like, Satan didn't control my body there. Like, I promise. <laughs> right, but, right. And so, like, it, it's a lot of times it's used to, it can be used to sort of like this cop-out, but I want to really recognize, like, how real that stuff is and, like, the internal struggle of me to, like, recognize that, but also just remain like strong like like God's will is going to be God's will you know and like we have to do our part to really exemplify that
1: yeah and I think you know y'all nailed it where the the issue of spiritual warfare when it comes to stuff like that is not lying in the sound package not working it's lying in our response to the yeah. sound package not working and yeah. that's where we can can find this battle of like is your ability to tell others about Jesus completely reliant on a video, or on, on like everything, like the the EQ of the band sounding perfect. No, it's not. But sometimes we get so convinced that it is, and that's that spiritual warfare of us not having our priorities and not knowing what our goal is. It's that's where I think the spiritual warfare is more so than you know the actual physical error that happened. It, it's our response to it.
0: That's really good. And you know what? I was thinking of a transition that entire time, and I just couldn't couldn't fathom one. So <laughs> today, our Silly Zone is sponsored, and we have a really special sponsor today, um, and that's ramps. ramps. Sponsored by Ramps. That's, oh, man. That's a guys, good one. You that's know a good the game get. you play with the bags and you throw at the hole inside the ramp? That has it's nothing really to do with corn? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like It's a really popular lawn game. Um, it's called Ramps, and it's that's our Ramps. sponsor today. Yeah. So if you'd like to learn more, please reach out. It's something we're all very passionate about. We'd love to tell you more. <laughs> um, but this is a silly zone, right, guys? We're just going to shoot the stuff, um, and then we're going to tail it off with the greatest game show uh, in the history of podcast game shows with the greatest podcast game show name in the history of podcast game show names. And that is Ooh, that Laffery funny. with <laughs> And I just can't get enough of it, and I'm so excited. But first, there's some wonky stuff in this film. Yeah, there is. Let's go. Um, I've got one. So we all know the line. We talked
1: about it earlier where um, the Hulk, or well, Bruce Boehner at this point says like, oh, that's the trick. I'm always angry. And then he hulks out and punches like the dragon worm.
0: It's so Uh, cool. uh, Electro
1: dragon worm. Um, (laughs) Here's my thing. That is a cool line. It is awesome. One of the greatest moments of the movie. It's very cool. No idea what it means. It means Couldn't nothing. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, it really, like, I've tried really hard to connect that to anything, and it, it's literally nothing. But here's, here's the thing. That is the equivalent of um, people who like to take verses like Philippians 4.13 um, and put it in random places and say, oh, now I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Therefore, I can now dunk. No, you're four foot two, you can't dunk, okay? <laughs> that's not what that verse means. Um, and I think that is the equivalent of like, I want this to mean what I want it to mean, therefore I'm going to take it out of its context and make it mean what I want it to mean. And Dude, that's what we you're... try and do with that line. It's nothing, but we really want it to be, it's a cool action moment, that's
0: it. Yep. Zach, can you give me anything as to what that line means? I... Absolutely anything. <laughs>
1: I man, I don't know. I've been trying to come up with what it might logically mean and I just haven't landed on anything. Because if you're if you're always angry, that means you don't have to be angry to become the Hulk. If you're always angry, that that means the whole beginning of you living in India and and meditating was pointless. Because if you were angry that whole time, then why weren't you already the Hulk?
0: Then, I don't yeah, understand what it means at all.
1: why did you suddenly get angry at the situation in the plane and then become the Hulk? And that time you had no control over it. Right. But when you decided that angry. you were angry, like that doesn't make... And you cannot tell me Bruce Banner is always angry. Right. You can't be angry all the time. I don't know what Especially that him. Mean. He's the most... Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner, the most chill guy in the world. Mark Ruffalo is very chill. So, yeah, I'm out on that. Um, yeah, but, I
0: think... Go ahead. Well, I mean, just to go off that, another observation about this movie is it feels very puberty. Um, And by that, I mean, (laughs) it's just so angsty. It's so angsty, very angsty. Like there's so much like tension, and nobody knows why. Like they all just want to scream at each other and slam the door when they go into their room.
1: Um, (laughs) Like the line
0: when they're on the plane,
1: and like Captain America says, "We need a plan of attack." And Iron Man goes, "I have a plan. I have a plan. Attack." Attack. And I'm like, "What is that? Like that is so
0: so cheesy. I don't know how that made it into the final cut. I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) I
1: legit think that might be word for word a conversation." i had with my mother when i was like no one understands me i have a plan attack <laughs> like that's what that was can i tell about uh, there's another moment that doesn't make sense to me in this movie yeah of course and you that's, can that's right near the end when they're in stark tower it's iron man and loki in stark tower and tony takes off his suit and he's just it's just the two of them talking and loki tries to mind control iron man but his staff hits the arc reactor in his chest, and it just kind of (laughs) clinks. Does that mean that it specifically has to touch, like, the area of skin over your heart for it to Yeah, why can't it be literally any other part of you? Because he's controlling people with clothes on, so clothes don't get in the way, but, like, that little bit of metal does get... Where, what is the logic there? What is the internal logic? <laughs> also, he's very clearly controlling their mind because it's when they get hit in the head that they revert back. So like That's why true. the does touch solution their heart? to getting Hawkeye back was just to hit him really hard in the head and it worked. <laughs> yeah, which feels weird. It feels um, a little bit easy.
0: It's kinda like that <laughs> friend that's like really stupid in love and you don't know why and sometimes you just wanna like smack him really hard Revenge in the head and hope it works.
1: You go, Hey, come back. On a very connected note, I think every single movie would be a whole lot better with one, an arrow guy, and two, a dragon. You cannot, you cannot give me one movie that does not become immediately better with one, two, or both of those things. Uh,
0: so if you had to pick one, though, which one are you going with?
1: Oh, that's tough. Um,
0: it's got to be Dragon Dog. It has to be. Uh,
1: yeah, it's <laughs> Dragon. Come on now. Dragon's way cooler, but like Come Dragon... On. Dragon completely derails most movies. Sure, like, but, well, oh, yeah, no, I disagree. I think it makes all movies better. It changes <laughs> the plot a little bit, but it, it does, makes every movie better. You can't just um, toss a dragon into, like, uh, Grown Ups 2 and pretend, like, that's not gonna change <laughs> the plot of Grown Ups 2. Now, I feel I'll like give it goes this. very well with the plot. It would make Grown Ups 2 a whole lot better. It will make Grown Ups <laughs> 2 a lot better if a dragon comes in and eats everybody and Grown Ups 2 is, like, five minutes long. But uh, I think it dragons make movie. every movie better. Arrow guys are just always going to be my favorite character in every movie. Every movie that has an arrow guy, he will become my favorite. Or girl, Katniss. Or I was going to say, give me, give me one that's not Legolas, Katniss, or Hawkeye.
0: Yeah, I think, but also like... <laughs> you bring up uh, a good point, but those <laughs> are my favorite characters, so... On that same line of thought, like you, you talked about the Growns movie in five minutes before we jump into Lafferty with Zachary. I don't know if I've brought this up, but if I made movies, like I think the coolest thing, it would fail very fast because I would make <laughs> no money and people would hate me. But like, if like we built up all these Avengers movies. And then, like you get to Avengers Endgame, and then like the moment, like twenty minutes in, when they kill Thanos, and then that's just it. That's the end of the
1: movie. <laughs>
0: like the most like,
1: anticipated
0: movie of, like forty years. You were there for fifteen minutes. They killed Thanos, and end credits. And then the like, credits start to roll. Okay, it would but be what if instead so
1: funny. the full credits rolled, and then the rest of the movie played as an end credit scene?
0: Oh, that's good. <laughs> you
1: know, the, these movies, like since Iron Man, have done the end credit scene. I've just been waiting for the, one of them to do a whole movie credits and then a whole nother movie. <laughs> That's why it's like an eight-hour movie. It's like, why is it so long? It's two movies. Just wait
0: for Cat in the Hat too.
1: I heard you like movies, so we put a movie inside your movie so you can watch a movie after you watched a movie. That's just
0: Ooh. Inception. And now, for the greatest game show, game show podcast, podcast game show in the history of podcast game shows... Give it up for Zachary Kuyat and Laffery with Zachary. He's your host. Take it away.
1: All right, that's me. Uh, this week, this, week uh, this game that I've developed, I'm calling uh, Spot the Avenger. Uh, so what I'm going to hey. give you is a list of uh, four multiple choice options, and you have to tell me which character from the list is an actual Avenger. The Avengers have been around since 1963. Uh, So there is a long and strange comic book history to pull from. Um, I also thought it was fun. I discovered this while I was researching for this game. The Avengers were only originally formed because it was cheaper to do that than to finish coming up with, I think it was a Daredevil comic they were supposed to be writing, Um, but they didn't have the art done. So it was easier to just put a bunch of characters that they already had finished into one story than to finish writing a whole new comic. And that's where the Avengers came from. Wow. Um, so to pick who goes first this week, I uh, special ordered uh, fortune cookie um, mm. a month ago, and I told them I, I wanted a 50-50 shot of which name was going to be in it. I put both of your names in it. Is um, this a weird Iron Man 2 reference where they talk about how fortune cookies are not actually made in China, but they're just like an American development? Yeah, it, it did take me a long time <clears throat> to figure out where for, fortune cookies could be ordered because that's not uh, something that comes up all the time. Uh, Is that an essential worker? Fortune cookie makers? You know, fortunately I ordered this a while ago in just preparation for this game, so it was before... It was Were you able to order
0: one single fortune cookie? No, I actually have a thousand
1: fortune about? cookies with just one. I was about to say Janae's I don't second. see a
0: place. I could see where you could like, like go to like Restaurant Depot and just buy a ton of fortune cookies. But you get away with one single fortune cookie. That is a test. that would be so awesome. I ordered
1: a bunch of them. I'm gonna pull one out of this large pile of fortune cookies. I like it. Um, so if I open this one, just real quick. Well, that one says James, so I'm going to have to open another one. <laughs> um, this one says, you are becoming your dreams. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that one means nothing. This, fortune cookie number three actually says Iron Man in it, so I'm going to go to fortune cookie number four, and hopefully this will be the one. And that one says Cam, so Cam, you're going first this week. Gosh. So Cam, we're playing Spot the Avenger.
0: First is the worst, second is the best.
1: Um, for reference, I have you each get three questions, and then I have, of course, a tiebreaker question. If Of course. There because I'm prepared now. Slick with it. So, Cam, round one of Spot the Avenger. Which of these doctors is a member of the Avengers? Is it A, Dr. Voodoo? I'm not going to lob you Dr. Strange in this one. (laughs) None of these have been in a movie, so uh, it's going to be a little deeper cut than that. Is it A, Dr. Voodoo? B, Dr. Sleep? C, Dr. Maximus? Or D, Doogie Hauser MD. I want it to be D. Who is B? Can you read <laughs> that one again? Dr. Sleep. I want to go Dr. Voodoo. That is correct. Dr. Voodoo is, in fact, an <laughs> Avenger. <Let's> go! <laughs> Dr. Sleep is the Stephen King novel, and Dr. Maximus was something else, and Doogie Hauser is Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> 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 All right, Alex. Over to you. Which of Over to these, me, baby. Which of these cowboy children is an Avenger? Oh my God, yes. Is it A, the Cisco Kid? Is it B, Billy the Kid? Is it C, the Two-Gun Kid? Or is it D, Sweet Little Jimmy, the Kindness Kid?
0: It's, it's C, the Two-Gun Kid.
1: <laughs> that is correct. It is, in fact, C, the Two-Gun Kid, also a member of the Avengers, who they actually pulled from the real Old West in a time-traveling adventure. So not like somebody who pretends to be a cowboy, an actual cowboy from the actual Old West.
0: I was very confident it wasn't the first two, and then the sweet, kindest kid or whatever the last one was, <laughs> I was also very confident that could not be it.
1: Sweet little Jimmy, the kindest kid, I just <laughs> thought would be fun I, to say out I loud. want
0: him to be my friend. Did you
1: come <laughs> up with all the other ones? Are any of the other ones actually superheroes? Um, mm, they're, they're not superheroes. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else on the list that is a superhero, I don't think. Uh, if if we come across one, I might tell you afterwards. But uh, when we'll get there when we get there. Okay, Cam, round two. Gee. Which of these Nintendo games is also a member of the Avengers? Is it A. Airwolf, B. Star Fox, C. Skyhawk, or D. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games?
0: That's a classic <laughs> game,
1: too. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say Goldeneye. Um, can you hear me B again? Uh, B was Star Fox. I'll go Skyhawk. I'm sorry. The correct answer was B, Star Fox. Dang. That was, that was the other one I, I was thinking I thought he was going to say Mario and Sonic. <laughs> I really wanted to. Just to How funny Sonic. would it have been if the real answer was that there was an Avenger named Mario and Sonic at the <laughs> Olympic Games? All right, Alex, Ooh, round the, two, at your the Olympic question. Olympic Games that really gets me? I can <laughs> see a, an Avenger part. like crossover with Mario and Sonic. <laughs>
0: Bro, I used to kill those hurdles too, man. I was slick <laughs> with it.
1: I was so good. All right, Alex, yeah. your round two question. Which of these 90s action movies is also the name of an Avenger? Is it A, Demolition Man, B, Universal Soldier, C, Thunderbolt, or D, Die Hard with a Vengeance.
0: <laughs> I love that you. I know that you specifically made. I was wondering why you made four choices for each of these, and now I know that so the, the fourth, fourth one is could just be a goof. It's just for the goof. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's good. Um, it's B. Which one was B? <laughs> <laughs> B was Universal Soldier. Is that the one you want? That's it. It's Universal Soldier. The Sol- correct Soldier.
1: answer is A, Demolition Man. I'm Man. so happy that you, that was not right. I was going to be so <laughs> bad. Demolition Man, the movie where Sylvester Stallone travels in time and Taco Bell is the only restaurant, is also the name of an Avenger. That sounds like a great Who I know time. nothing about. Really?
0: That's, that's upsetting.
1: I did not bother to research these Avengers That's not our Avengers next episode? Characters Demolition Man? You're bad. lucky
0: this is the last Avengers pod because you wouldn't be on the next one.
1: <laughs> Y'all know you would still have to have me on <laughs> superhero pods. We would struggle so hard with them superheroes. <laughs> Who's Loki again? They're like right, thor yeah. is
0: strong <laughs> be too strong, too strong in the faith
1: <laughs> too, thor, too strong okay go ahead all right cam <laughs> round three which of these aquatic creatures is also the name of an avenger fish a hammerhead b stingray c dogfish is D, or D the D, Little Mermaid, Aquaman, King of Atlantis? <laughs> okay, I didn't listen to any because I was trying to think of what D was going to be. Can you read them all to me again?
0: <laughs> please be C. Please be C. Is it
1: A, Hammerhead, B, Stingray, C, Dogfish, or D, Aquaman, King of Atlantis? <laughs> I wanted to be dogfish, dogfish. Sounds like the whole, you know, like the the Sharknado series that came of like. <laughs> uh, what was the? You could have Sharktopus... Uh, which was part shark part octopus you could have terracuda I was wondering what, what shark octopus I was, was. Part, part barracuda part uh, uh, what was B pterodactyl again? Uh, stingray give me, give me stingray that is correct stingray <laughs> is an avenger and again I know nothing about him alright Alex this is to tie it up to send us to the bonus question
0: my if answer is dogfish
1: <laughs> oh if only Alex, which Olympic event is also the name of an Avenger?
0: Oh, please be Mario and Sonic.
1: <laughs> is it A, triathlon, B, skeleton, C, trampoline, or D, rhythmic gymnastics?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, skeleton seems too easy. It seems too easy. Um, maybe there's a guy that jumps really high, and his name's Trampoline. Is that your answer? Yeah, it's, that's my answer.
1: I'm sorry, the correct answer is Triathlon. Triathlon oh, was, was not going Not even. I was going to take Rhythmic answer.
0: Dancing before Triathlon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst superhero name. Actually, it's not. We could have a whole other podcast about terrible superhero names. I mean, this whole list was filled with people like Demolition Man and dr voodoo so i don't know it's pretty dr tough. voodoo's kind of dope <laughs> you want the bonus question just for fun yeah is it called ramps it's called ramps go ahead do your thing does <laughs> just a three-legged dog swim in a circle <laughs> the bonus question is which of these moon themed dragons is an avenger is it oh dragon of the moon moon or moon dragon <laughs> I didn't put a bonus one on here because the question stuff was Moon Dragon. That is correct. Moon Dragon. Let's go! I still win a bonus! I didn't even need to. Oh man. (laughs) And by a score to one this week, Cameron Jordan, you are the winner of Spot the Avenger.
0: I spotted that Avenger so hard. You sure did. Oh gosh. (laughs) Guys. At the end of every one of these. We want to just die down from the silly. We want to give you guys one take-home point. What is one thing that you can do or work on right now today that's going to grow you that we got from this movie? Um, guys, do you have anything?
1: Yeah, I got one. Um, I would Just stop comparing yourself. Um, we're in a weird time where everybody kind of feels a little low right now. Um, if you spend all your time on social media looking at what everybody else is doing, um, even outside of this quarantine, you're going to be devastated. Um, stop comparing yourself um, and instead recognize that, that you have a role that is really important and, and you are making an impact on somebody's life uh, the way you are. So stop trying to be someone else and instead just, just welcome the fact that you yourself are significant. That's good. Um, I think what I was going to say is pretty similar. Um, is just that um, it's important that we all find what we're good at and find ways to use that in our walk with Christ Um, and really identifying where our talents lie um, is so essential to learning how to work together with other members of the body of Christ. Um, And I think, I think for us, it's just about identifying um, how we can best be used and how we can best
0: serve. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I think for me, it's just really wrapping those up and just kind of bringing it to like what I've been working on myself personally this week is, Look, a lot of times, we aren't where we want to be. Um, A lot of times, we want to be somewhere, but it takes a lot to understand that what we do now with our situation dictates when we're going to get there or if we'll ever get where we want to be at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So the biggest thing I can say is to just do everything you can to leverage your influence, to do the best that you can in the role you're in right now today. Um, Because just waiting for tomorrow, tomorrow will never happen if you don't do something today. So... That's what we got, guys. This is the Sight Podcast. We're so excited that you stayed and listened to this. Honestly, all two of you guys, will send you guys out a candy bar of your choice. Feel free to add <laughs> us on Twitter. Um, go give us a review. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Subscribe. It really helps us out. Um, helps other people hear the things that we're doing, and we think we've got something pretty cool, hopefully, so we would like people to hear it. Uh, we appreciate you. Have a great rest of your week. Peace out. Girl Scout, wash your hands.